0: Now, here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM
1: on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you, along with Mark Walters. His website is linked up at coasttocoastam.com. It's already there for you. ArmedAmericanRadio.org is his website. Mark, you seem to be concerned about the possibility of a a civil war based on gun rights. Tell me about this.
0: You've got, you know, Civil War, it's a... People don't. They hear that term and they think a lot of different things. We're we're clearly in a in, in a form of cold cultural civil war in America right now today. The two very distinct opposing viewpoints fighting for control of America today. And it's it's gotten worse with the introduction of twenty four hour news and this instantaneous information and social media. You put these things together and you just have a recipe for hatred to spread. What the uh, people that we're talking about that actually wrote the release where that came from. Is what's happening in Virginia right now? Virginia is, know, finds itself in a very volatile situation, George, where you have an incoming administration that has taken control in Virginia, anti-gun incoming mm-hmm. administration that has taken control of all three levers of power in that in the Commonwealth for the first time in a quarter century. So they've got clout and now. They have clout now, and it's it's very it's, it's a fascinating situation, the dynamics in play in Virginia for a number of reasons. Number one, because a small handful of counties in Virginia tilted the election in their favor, where the rest of the state is bright red. And if you look at it, you look at the it's like looking at an electoral map of the United States in 2016, where you see pockets of blue where you expected and giant swaths of red. Mm-hmm. That's why the founding fathers provided us with an electoral college so that we all had a voice that was equal. Well, we don't have that electoral college in the states. And when you look at that map of what has now been declared sanctuary, Second Amendment sanctuary towns, cities, counties, and municipalities, 95% of the state in reaction to the incoming administration's threat to institute massive gun control, and you've got the people talking back to the state, the state threatening to go after law enforcement, withdraw funds. You have people forming militias right now today. In counties in in the state, in the Commonwealth, if you will, of Virginia, and it's volatile on both sides, and we're going to have to wait to see who blinks, where it goes. Uh, the people have stood up, and, and the sheriffs have supported them. County commissions across the country, or across the state, have stood up and said, "No, not today. Hands off of our guns. We're not going to put up with it. We expect our law enforcement and and our, our elected officers to honor their oath." To the Constitution, and we are not going to to enforce your unconstitutional gun control measures against us in this state because it's only impacting law abiding people. So, the administration in Virginia, the incoming administration, has said. Uh, you know, the current administration in the governor's mm-hmm. office has said that they will enforce, and the attorney general has threatened to enforce those. In fact, there have been threats of force by the uh, fourth representative, U.S. representative. Uh, for Congress in Virginia's name is Donald McCetchen, who said the governor should use the National Guard. And what he's talking about Jeez. is he's using military force against the people of his own state. And, of course, the National Guard are Virginia's boys and girls. And I find it hard to believe that their boys and girls would go throughout the state and their county and enforce in, in, in violation of their constitutional oath that they took. So a very, very scary unfolding situation in Virginia in real life that we're living through in this era.
1: And if you're going to be a gun-toting crook, you're going to go to a state that has lax gun laws. Pretty much. You're going to do what you have to do, you're going to rob, you know, knowing that most people won't have concealed weapons legally because it's going to be outlawed.
0: Well, you know, that's, you can, we can point to that, or you can, you know, Chicago, as you probably well know, is, is, I've used Chicago as an example over many, many years. You know, we have a parkland number of killings in Chicago every single weekend. And we don't hear anything. We don't hear the people who want to take away our rights talking about that. They, it's, they want to come after me. They want to come after law-abiding citizens. Law-abiding citizens follow the law. And what concerns me and the reason that I, I feel that, you know, compelled to do this for a living and to keep this voice out there and to defend the Second Amendment is because it's not law-abiding people who are committing crimes. There are 120 to 150 million law-abiding armed citizens. And, I, George, I hate to use bumper sticker logic, but if 150 million armed Americans were a problem or going to be a problem, you'd already know it by now.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right.
0: So, you know, try, co-opting the language and, you know, what happened at Parkland Is not taking the gun out of my safe is not going to change what happened in Texas, for example. This individual was already 100% gun-controlled. He wasn't supposed to have a gun. Unfortunately for law-abiding Americans, bad people do bad things and evil exists. And as law-abiding people who use firearms safely every day across this country, to the tune of 150 million people, we seem to catch the flack in the media and from those who want to take away firearms, such as the famous line, hell yes, we're going to take away your AR-15 and your ak 47
1: Well, how, now, how would this work, Mark, if the federal government has a constitution, and we call it the Second Amendment included in that, uh, which right. protects your right to bear arms, and then a state goes ahead and enacts legislation doing away with guns? Who takes precedent?
0: Well, that's, that's a great question. We're, we've been battling that now for quite some time. In fact... Um, justice thomas and gorsuch i can take you back to 2017 there was a case in california went by the name of the peruta case and these they petitioned for cert certiari to hear the case for the supreme court to hear the case a couple years ago and it was denied cert by the supreme court now we don't know why the supreme court doesn't tell us what we know is at least four justices decided they didn't want to hear the case justice thomas along with gorsuch penned a Gaving dissent and said we've got to stop ignoring the second amendment now, i take you back to 2010 uh, the mcdonald's the chicago case when otis mcdonald sued the city of chicago it was a second amendment foundation case and he won, he won that case and essentially that wiped out chicago's gun ban and then in addition to that the the 2010 mcdonald case through the 14th amendment the second amendment was also incorporated and this is to the crux of your question to the states just like the rest of the bill of rights in uh, in the US constitution so the states have got to essentially follow constitutional law so what's happening in virginia right now is you've got the incoming uh, administra- you've got the incoming government coming in in january 9th the new legislature being sworn in and they're saying that these laws are constitutional when in fact they have not been challenged there are multiple cases out there around the country we're trying to get the supreme court to hear these cases we're begging the supreme court to step up and hear them and at the second amendment foundation we have three cases right now seeking supreme court review in addition to that new york right now new york state pistol and rifle association is being reviewed the case was heard on december 2nd oral arguments were held at the supreme court on december 2 that deals with the right of the people to carry a gun outside the home because new york's law was so restrictive you had to have what's called a premises permit, but you couldn't carry the gun except to and from a shooting range. If you lived inside the five boroughs of, of New York City, the city told you you couldn't take your gun to your second home in Florida. Now, who Jeez. is the state of New York to tell you that you can't do these things? So the State Pistol and Rifle Association sued. The Supreme Court agreed to hear the case. It, in the meantime, New York City decided, Rutrow. We don't want them hearing this case because we're going to lose it. Mm-hmm. So they went ahead and they changed the law before the Supreme Court could hear the case at oral argument and then decided to argue at the Supreme Court at the, at the oral argument on December 2. The case should be mooted. We've fixed it. People can go out there with their guns now and go to certain places. And the New York State Pistol and Rifle Association says, wait just a minute. You can't do that. If we can do that, then states can push the constitutional limits all they want, in hope that their cases never go to the supreme court which by the way takes less than one percent of cases that seek cert that come before it so i know this is a kind of long-winded and i know it gets a little complicated suffice to say in a nutshell the supreme court we are waiting right now for a decision whether whether or not the case is going to be mooted and the supreme court says yeah they fixed it let's just let it go or they're going to say no we don't want that to become precedent that people get away with that and they render a decision which we will get in june I personally believe, as do many of people in my circle believe, that the Supreme Court is not going to fall for that ruse, and will, in fact, issue a decision in June, and when they do, it will be in favor of the New York State Pistol and Rifle Association. And that's got a lot of anti-gun or the gun prohibition or rights, rights prohibition is scared to death. That's why they didn't want the case heard.
1: Mark, you know John Lott. Of course, he's done lots of extensive research on the right to carry arms, and uh, his research shows that uh, in almost any area where guns are confiscated or taken away or they're strict laws, crime goes up. And that in, in states and cities that have more lenient gun laws where you can carry concealed, crime goes down. And he said it's a fact.
0: John Lott is a dear friend of mine. He was just on my show on Sunday, yesterday, two days ago, actually. And he's a fairly regular guest. I've known John for many years. He's broke bread with my family at my home. Good man. I've I've had some amazing conversations with John about these things. What we have to do is look strictly at common sense. And this isn't – somebody's listening right now saying, oh, this guy's a gun nut. He's pro-gun. Of course he's going to say these things. This is not me giving these numbers out to listeners right now, George. This is the FBI. If you don't have to believe me, the gun nut radio guy look at the fbi uniform crime statistics report from 2018 the numbers are telling gun ownership in america is rising at a record pace the atf released numbers less than a month ago 424 million firearms in america over 25 million of those are ar-15 style modern sport rifles 25 million it's the most popular semi-automatic rifle in america in fact, it's covered by Scalia's decision in 2008 Heller v. D.C., the victory that found that the, uh, Supreme, the, the Supreme Court victory that we incurred that found that the Second Amendment is in fact an individual right, and Scalia ruled that guns were protected if they're in common use at the time, and clearly that is the most common rifle in America. That decision has been perverted over many years, but where I'm going with all of that is there are 423 million according to the ATF, firearms, in the hands of well over 100-plus million Americans in this country. Crime is dropping at rates of 14 to 17 percent year after year after year, and firearm ownership is rising. The correlation is something that you I'll let you do the math on, but those are FBI numbers.
1: I think that school districts should permit teachers to have training and have concealed weapons in their classrooms.
0: You know, let me... Let me, let me take you to Parkland for just a second. I'm very glad you mentioned that. Now, we were talking about the response in Texas, where in less than six seconds, the individual who could have done God knows how much damage in that church if he were unopposed, was put down, evil was put down. The individual, Mr. Wilson, the 71-year-old hero who shot him in remarkable fashion from at least 25 feet away with one shot and ended that in less than six seconds, incredible stuff. That was a six-second response by an armed individual that stopped that carnage. Unfortunately, two people were killed. Thank God it wasn't
1: Two people dead in six seconds. So if this guy was able to go for two or three minutes, God knows what he would have done.
0: He would have slaughtered the entire church, depending on how much ammunition, the entire congregation, if he was unopposed. Now, let me take you to Parkland. In Parkland, we had an armed law enforcement response in one minute and 39 seconds to the building. Forget the fact the individual is now known as the Coward of Broward because he refused to go in. What the point that I'm making is there was an armed response there in one minute and 39 seconds in the, and that's remarkably fast. Most responses are anywhere from four to nine to 12 minutes, depending on where somebody lives, when law enforcement is needed in a situation like this at the school, because there was a resource officer there, it was one minute and 39 seconds, remarkably fast in the one minute and 38 seconds that preceded that response, George, 20 people were shot. nine fatally.
1: Unbelievable. Those
0: those numbers speak for themselves. Now, what's important about that is to note that the Parkland Commission was formed with 13, uh, 13 Florida residents, including the Pinellas County Sheriff and 13 others throughout the school board appointed by the governor. All 13 of them went in against arming teachers. All 13 watched the video and saw the carnage and saw multiple opportunities, no less than five opportunities, where this individual could have been stopped all 13 came out unanimously supporting Army teachers in schools. Um, you know, and we're the immediate responders. And we, we think of teachers, we, what is this? We think of a school mom of, you know, in a, in, a, in a black and white movie from the 1930s. Florida has the highest rate of concealed carry permits in the country. Yep. No doubt teachers in that school have concealed carry permits and could easily take that extra step and work with law enforcement to have trained. There are men and women in that school who would have dove on that teacher or or shot at that individual to stop that carnage, just like we saw in Texas.
1: Exactly. Wouldn't
0: have had that response. The goal
1: is to minimize. You're not going to stop it, but the goal is at least to minimize it and shut it down as fast as you can.
0: You can't do it if you're unarmed and you're a sitting duck. And what America is seeing with this video from Texas is just that. And this man is being, all of these men who drew guns and went towards the gunfire are being praised by local authorities, state authorities, and federal authorities now. Take the politics out of this and look at what happened. It is a reality. Whether you like guns or not, guns are here. They're not going anywhere. Exactly. is. Beto's not going to take them. Nobody's giving them up in America. Trying, but this is what happens when good people have guns. And is it sad that we are in a situation? Yeah, I, I would agree with that. It would be nice to not have to worry about sick, evil people. Unfortunately, sick, evil people have been doing damage and causing carnage from the dawn of
1: man. Let's talk for a moment, Mark, about the bad people with guns. How do they get them? What do you think? What's going on here?
0: Well, I can tell you how they get them around me. <laughs> My local gun shop is owned by a former state representative and a good friend of mine. He has been broken into in the last four years, no less than three times.
1: Broken into, okay.
0: His shop has been broken into no less than three times. All of it caught on video. And what they've done in most cases is they've rammed a, in the last case, they rammed a stolen Dodge Durango, I mean, into the wall as many times as it took to collapse the brick wall. Went in in less than 20 seconds. They were out with bags of guns. That wound up being a gang-related hit from what was known to law enforcement. There are gangs, and I know people don't – people actually commit crimes for a living, George. They actually do this for a living. They don't have regular jobs. Their regular job is to be a criminal. These gangs were moving those guns. I think four or five of them were eventually arrested in Augusta, Georgia. But they had hit dozens of gun shops within the area, in the metro Atlanta area, and these guns were found – then, of course, moving to New York, they're being sold amongst the gangs. They're, they're taking orders, if you will, for other members and other cliques of their gangs throughout the country. That's why they're these guns,
1: and they're unregistered, obviously, and uh, they get so, them all.
0: I, I can assure you that I, I, because I asked the owner personally, because I know him, did any of those criminals fill out the form forty-four? <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly.
0: exactly. And leave it on the counter. And the answer, of course, to that is a resounding no. And that's why. When you hear these phony calls for background checks, the individuals, the vast majority of the of the mass shootings that you referred to at the in your opening segment, the vast majority of those individuals have passed background checks for their firearms. Background checks look back; they don't look forward. It's a joke. And law-abiding people who pass background checks, for the most part, are not the people that are committing these crimes. So, uh, it, it's it's kind of a misnomer. The fact is, criminals break the law. They steal things, and that's never going to stop, and they would love to see all of us disarmed.
1: Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern, and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.